Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss 1 million BC. It is a action drama. <laughs> I don't even prehistorical adventure. Prehistorical <laughs> adventure from 1950. I can't remember. 1950. 1940. For, oh, even so, <laughs> you know, it's a good start. It's a good start for this episode. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, we're on top of our game. Yes, you'll only get. Uh, incorrect facts uh, and uh, and boring jokes for this episode. Look 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 forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, from 1940. Um, my name is Ebba. and my name is Linnea. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get into like the story, like what it's about, I would just like to point out the sort of format that I watched the movie at. Um, I found it on YouTube. And the version that I watched was a colorized version. Uh, maybe that's why I thought it was from the 50s now that I <laughs> maybe <laughs> was introducing it. Uh, but it was uh, pretty neat, I have to say. It was well done. I don't know if it's, it was actually colorized or if it was color from beginning. So I'm kind of curious to see um, how you viewed it. I think I watched the same version as you did. Mm. Um, I highly suspect ah, that. Ah, there anyway. you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I tried to research uh, mm. if this colorization was contemporary with the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I couldn't really find any information. I mean, <laughs> like IMDb and Wikipedia, all they say is like, the movie has been colorized. Period. Like, that's all it says about it. So I was just, but when? Yes, like, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> because so. I think it also said... I don't know if this is something I looked up... Well, I must have looked it up on, on Wikipedia as well. Um, because it says that video, um, like movies later on, used a lot of the footage, footage from mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Uh, sort of reused it. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe someone thought that the... Uh, images were so good but they wanted them in color so they sort of colorized it for that purpose maybe maybe that was cheaper than actually doing um, a new mm-hmm. um, version I because I, I did as I was watching it there was a point where where two giant iguanas or one iguana and a crocodile something like that and I was like hmm, I recognize this and I believe on the wikipedia page it said that the Lost World from 1964, I think. Mm. Uh, I think it's, that's the year, at least. Mm. I think they used that. Um, I see. Okay. Scene or like composed it in a way. So, so I think, you know, maybe, maybe it's just just a theory. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's sort of when they colorized it. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. But possibly, but there possibly. were colorization done 
on movies at the time of the release of this one as well. So it's possible that yeah. this is an older colorization. It might be a later one as well. I don't quite know. Yeah. It looks to my intermediately trained eyes. Well, I'm not. I'm not an expert, but I have seen. But you know. you're not a novice. No, as well. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I have seen my my share of of colorized mm. movies. Uh, to my eyes, this looks like it might be uh, like a contemporary 1940s colorization, but it might also just be a modern one that it has been made to look older. Because yeah, some, yeah, like a yeah. careful colorization. Exactly. Yeah. So it, yeah. it might be if that's the case, but uh, it, yeah. it did look nice. And uh, there were yeah, yeah so there were a couple of instances where you can sort of see that oh yeah his, his arm looked a bit gray <laughs> in that scene but that's fine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but definitely overall the effect is very nice and it i i think for a movie like this it is um a positive to sort of have it in those vivid colors so yeah uh, i liked i liked it a lot and um let's get into the plot a little bit because i did just say that there was a fight between an iguana and a crocodile <laughs> and you might ask yourself why and also 1 million BC okay prehistoric uh, talk about it so uh, do you want to start with the story like what it's about and yeah sure we'll see um... where we go for that. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts out with like a, like a framing story of this uh, group of youngsters who stumble upon a cave and in the cave is a uh, professor of some kind um, and he starts to talk uh, to them about the cave paintings that he finds in the mm. cave and sort of says that oh well you know this might have been the story of how these cave paintings come about or something um, and then you're sort of seeing how these youngsters are supposedly imagining these happenings um, mm. because it's the same actors the youngsters in the beginning uh, who play the um, the, the main characters in in the the actual you know prehistoric adventure, yeah. um, but in the prehistoric adventure we have I'm gonna generalize here a little bit, but we have like a good tribe and an evil tribe of people. Um, a fair generalization <laughs> because that's exactly <laughs> how well, it is, you know, it's not so much. We start out with the quote unquote evil tribe, where um, the leader of that tribe is very. Um, it's very, you know, if you're strong, you will survive. And if you're weak, mm. we're not going to care about you, essentially. Uh, and, you know, they fight for the food and everything and, and things like that. Um, and they, someone wants to take over the place as leader, you have to fight the current leader. And, you know, it's it's a lot of fighting over things, essentially. Mm. I don't... In In the context of the movie, they are the antagonistic force but i want i do think that calling them the evil tribe is sort of maybe putting a label on them yeah. that they they didn't quite deserve because it's not so much that yeah. they're evil it's just that that's their way of life yeah it's and... it's the culture mm. that's evil more than the people if that makes sense mm. um but anyway so um a young man from this tribe, he is exiled because he tries to take over leadership and he fails uh, in, in a stick fight, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but there's this actually quite a good point with that, 
by pointing out that it's a stick fight because it's a setup for what happens later on in the film, uh, even though it sounds kind of silly. <laughs> um, so he's exiled and he goes wandering around and he runs into a beautiful young lady who's blonde. She belongs to a tribe of very blonde people and they are yes. the good tribe and they are very peaceful and, you know... <sighs> Yes, they share the food. Yes. They don't fight over it. <laughs> and there is, of course, some, some uh, culture shock here when they, they uh, uh, take on this young man. Um, but he learns to, he learns to like them and he learns, he learns to laugh in their company and he kind of learns to love this young lady. Um, but uh, they have much more advanced equipment they have like spears and he's very very fascinated by this um and he steals the the spear from from one of the other guys and this is of course not done in this tribe you don't steal Mm -mm. from each other come Mm -mm. on (laughs) we share everything (laughs) Uh, but to him of course it's 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 like a status symbol and it's something yeah it's a symbol of power and you know he he wants the spear so he's exiled from this tribe as well (laughs) which is just yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> he just can't do right. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but this young lady, uh, I don't remember. If she had a name. Luana, I think her name was. And uh, I'll check my notes uh, here and see. And um, his name was... I called her Blonde Woman <laughs> in my notes here. So, you know, no help there. I think her name was Luana. And I think his name might have been Tupac or something. I don't know. Um Maybe it was something else, but we look it up. Uh, but but she she kind of fancies him, so she goes with him, and they have adventures in the jungle with all sorts of creatures, and it's dangerous and everything. Um, and then they reunite with his old tribe, and now of course he has a much better stick because he is stolen a spear. <laughs> so he he goes into a stick fight again, and he becomes He's a like, leader. How do you like my stick now? <laughs> Uh, so so uh, he becomes leader of this tribe, but then the um, neighboring volcano suddenly erupts, and they have to flee. And eventually, the dark-haired evil tribe meets the blonde-haired mm-hmm. good tribe, and peace and happiness and things. It's 1940s. Yeah. It's a lot about peace. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wrote here. I can. Um... In the corner of my hair, I can see uh, old leader is uh, dethroned, limp, and happy. <laughs> that's the final, final sentence on my notes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a pretty apt uh, description of, of the ending, actually. <laughs> but it is a very, it is a very happy. I mean, a very positive and happy, happy movie, actually. Yeah, it was um, surprisingly yeah. comedic. I thought I, I yeah. know, several times that I laughed at it. And I didn't laugh like, oh, that's a really silly oh, effect so or anything. It, it yeah. was like, it was genuinely funny. funny yeah. They, they, uh, um, you know, I, I really think they did the best with what they had for the time as well. And probably the budget <laughs> as well. I mean, really, it's a very... Um, very well very might be but it's an entertaining movie i think there is maybe a a bit of it that i would like to just get rid of uh i can't say exactly where but i think somewhere in the middle i was like i don't know something needs to speed up here a little bit Mm -hmm. but other than that i have to say it was really just well made i think uh for what it is if, if that makes sense 
Um, yeah, I think it 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 was consistent in what it was. Yeah, um, yes, that's a good. You know, it had yeah. a vision. It kept the vision. Um, it was you know evenly funny, evenly dramatic yeah. throughout the whole thing, and uh, you know, absolutely was, fine. Yeah, 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 perfectly fine. And also, I I was uh, also I really liked the the. Um, the very first scene where the uh, you called him something funny professor of something or whatever <laughs> you call him uh, where he is sort of tar- starting to tell a tale and the actors will turn into the actors in the in the uh, actual movie mm-hmm. or how, however in the tale mm. and I sort of like that uh, that uh, concept rather than them I don't know, falling or watching something in a pool of of portal magic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, something that yeah. would actually like it's it's like it's almost like he's telling a version of like this is what I think. Uh, here's my theory. Uh, listen to it and see what you think. It's kind of more like that, and I really enjoyed enjoy that as a, a storytelling tool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, you know, I I realized that I've. I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the movie because I believe that in our last episode, uh, one of our like New Year's specials uh, episodes, I we, we we mentioned that we were gonna watch one million years BC. Yeah, I don't actually remember if we mentioned it or not. But yeah, we might have. I don't. <laughs> we yeah, <laughs> we might have. And so if we if we did that. The reason why we didn't uh, is because I thought that I could see it on YouTube, but I couldn't. So um, this is why we're watching 1 million BC. But I'm actually kind of happy about that because I've seen a large part of 1 million years BC. And that is the sort of, um, um, what's it called? Like a re- remake? Ma- make Remake? Yeah, yeah, it's like a remake. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a remake. Oh, I was overthinking the word. Yeah. <laughs> It's a remake of, of this movie, and I'm really happy to have seen this one, actually. So sometimes yeah. things turn out for the better. <laughs> um, but have you seen anything of One Million Years BC? Or I have seen it once. Uh, it was oh. many years ago now, so I actually have very vague memories of it. Um, I mean, obviously, the thing you remember from One Million Years BC... Um, which was made in 1967, I think, uh, is yeah. that it stars Raquel Welsh in like a leather bikini. So, you know, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing to remember from that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's also a, a, like a very positive thing. <laughs> and I was thinking at parts in this movie, <laughs> 1 million uh, BC, I was like, yeah, it's it's really good and everything, but it doesn't have Raquel Welch in a leather bikini. <laughs> With enormous sixties no. hair, no. so I mean that's you know a, that's, that's a, a negative. Yeah, but I will say that the leading couple here, um, mm. which were called Luana and Tumac in the film, and they were mm. played by Carol Landis and I don't remember his first name, but his last name was Maturi. Anyway, uh, they were really pretty you know they were beautiful people. yeah um and a nice couple as well i think yeah yeah in the in the movie but they just seemed like a pretty healthy relationship actually. yeah yeah i mean uh... or maybe i zoned out when he slapped her or something <laughs> i'm sure that would have happened in a 40s movie so no no i mean he was because of his upbringing he was a little bit of an alpha male in the beginning when they met but they sort of you know they communicated as much yeah. as they could 
yeah. being from different they tribes grew, and they grew and they learned from each yeah. other so yeah that was good yeah. um and even though carol Landis didn't have a leather bikini um i do think that both she and and uh, tumac were kind of eye candy so you know yeah i didn't, I didn't mind that and her hair was big so <laughs> at least you know you can scratch off one of those <laughs> true one of those things at least true <laughs> Not quite. It's not quite the the sixties kind of yeah. big, but it's still big. Yeah, yeah it's still big. <laughs> <laughs> we take what we can. <laughs> she 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 managed to maintain her hairstyle throughout the whole thing, which is impressive because they're living in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, there is no hairspray uh, one million years ago. <laughs> Barely any humans one million years ago. Funnily enough, so um... yeah, and there's like. It's not quite dinosaurs, but they are like huge reptiles. Well, and it's no, just like... they are dinosaurs, though. <laughs> there is a triceratops true, in the very beginning. True. So, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. True. Yeah. So yeah. And oh, the poor triceratops! It wasn't very. It wasn't hostile. It wasn't doing anything. Like it's. It was just a young guy who wanted to show off by killing one of the baby triceratops. Mm. That was rude. <laughs> and then they ate. Ate. Triceratops. I can't imagine uh, the, they being nice, t- tasty meat to eat. Actually, no. I mean barbecue triceratops. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, well, but I will. I have to say something about the special effects here. Mm. So there's a lot of you know beasts in this film. You know, there's triceratops, there are giants. Mm. Lizards, giant dinosaurs, and giants, everything pretty much. Um, And some of it is played by like humans in suits, and some of Mm -hmm. it is animals in suits of different Mm -hmm. kinds, like the baby triceratops, which I think I read somewhere was actually like a pig that they put in a (gasps) a small suit. No way. Yeah. (laughs) What? Uh, But (laughs) there is some of it that I kind of feel like it goes almost a little bit into animal cruelty because they have... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they have, yeah. Go on. You know, the, the what we, you were talking about earlier, you know, the iguana and the sort of crocodile creature fighting. Yeah. Um, they're I actually, hate that one so yeah, much. They're actually it. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... Ugh. I, I would much rather have seen this having stop motion effects, um, which I believe mm-hmm. the remake from the 60s has. So I would probably have liked something like that maybe, maybe you know in the style of ray harryhausen or mm-hmm. um willis o'brien which did the effects mm. for ghost on slumber mountain which we seen for the podcast oh, okay. earlier um mm. i mean he was i think alive at this point so i kind of wish that they had brought him in to do the effects yeah, pr- pretty much anything <laughs> than forcing two species together in a room with little outfits and they are fighting yeah. till they bleed yeah uh it's not um it's not the moral thing to do no no <laughs> to be honest i remember like watching because i remember that iguana crocodile scene and i i really should look it up but i think it's in uh, lost world from from the 60s ah okay mm-hmm. and i just remember it being so uncomfortable yeah during that scene i was just like no and they're bleeding and everything it's just not okay mm. so yeah that is one um there's room for improvement <laughs> in, the, in the movie in regards to animal cruelty <laughs> let's just put it like that <laughs> but i mean if 
if they have reused those scenes for several movies, I mean, it. Yeah. At, at least they made something decent of it, I guess. That you know. Yeah, and also people didn't give a shit in the same way <laughs> that we do. No, I mean the, the rules have been updated slightly yeah. since the forties. Yeah. Thank God. yeah. <laughs> And I mean, but, um, they, they mm. as far as, if, if you sort of forget that it's animal cruelty and it's real animals fighting and you just look at it as sort of objectively as special effects, it looks good, you know, it, it's fine. It's just the fact that it's real yeah. animals that sort of goes, makes you go, ooh, okay, a little bit uncomfortable yeah. here. Yeah, it works for the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But... um. So I can't get it get this out of my mind. So I just need to sort of put it out there because I thought it was really interesting. Um, but there is a YouTube channel called PBS Eons. Have you not seen familiar that with one? that one? Yeah. No. So they have a bunch of like um, prehistoric um, facts about ah, mm-hmm. anything that is old enough, <laughs> pretty much. And they just like. Actually, this week, I think, or maybe last week, they uploaded a video about um, how there are a lot of proof about Neanderthals taking care of their old and weak. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought that was kind of interesting in regards to the (laughs) quote-unquote evil tribe in this one, where I believe there was an old guy who just sort of fell or something, and people didn't... (laughs) They didn't even shrug their... I mean... He barely looked at the guy, honestly, and it was really, ooh, mm-hmm. wouldn't want to uh, live with those guys. They seem horrible people. So it was just really interesting when you have um, science today where you can actually have like proof in the shape of like bones healing and someone gro- growing to a certain age with wombs that would pretty much mean that the person is limping mm-hmm. missing an arm mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe being blind and having bad hearing and there's multiple uh, skeletons with this sort of injuries and them most likely being cared for by their um, by their um, group with you know with food and maybe even like general hygiene and things like that so i think it's it's kind of interesting how much our perception of of the prehistoric era and uh, and how um, people people way back sort of took care or yeah, you know yeah. related to each other yeah so you know if, if you're if you're into prehistoric things uh, <laughs> after watching one million BC I would really recommend that channel it's called PBS Eons and it's cool it's one of my faves cool on youtube yeah um, sounds awesome. yeah so now i've got that out of my brain thank you for <laughs> listening to <laughs> me <laughs> um well i think you know when when you're trying to adapt well not necessarily adapt but but make this kind of story a prehistoric adventure or some of some mm. kind for for the cinemas um this sort of two things i think are that are worth thinking about here i mean first of all it is a movie, so it, to some extent it is fantasy, you know. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be historically accurate. And I think nope. a lot of people today sort of get 
they, 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 they get hooked up on that idea that it has to make 100% sense in everything and it has to be yeah. historically accurate. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sure, if it is 100% accurate, that's awesome. I mean, that means that some people put in a lot of research for the movie, but it's still fantasy, it's still drama, you know, it doesn't have to be accurate. <laughs> yeah, and also... Um, the thing about historical accuracy is that it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't achieve it, no matter what, you can't. Um, but I think there is a difference between something sort of more or less making claims to being historically mm -hmm. accurate mm -hmm. uh, and something more clearly being like, this is our fantasy of this period mm. or of this, you know, or this is our, our sort of... Um, fairy tale um, with inspiration from that you know mm -hmm. like there is a there is something a little bit i wouldn't word, use the word sinister but sometimes sometimes movies can really be like you know like this is how it was uh, regardless of the era and sometimes that can be a bit mm misguided maybe yeah yeah <laughs> i don't I mean, know a bit revisionist is probably the word i'm looking yeah, for yeah so, and i mean um, that, that sort of leads into a whole discussion about how you can sort of use your vision of the past as, as sort of exactly. propaganda almost yep, yep. so i mean yeah that's that's a issue obviously but yeah the way i'm thinking of it is the audience today and i this is i think a lot due to social media because we have the ability to spread images and, uh, and and comments like this all over the place, but they get hooked up on so small oh, details, and you're just small. sitting there like it doesn't matter. Come on! <laughs> I mean, yes. there was some there was something about Stranger Things, about I don't remember exactly which year Stranger Things takes place, uh, but in like season three, it was like oh, it takes place in 1983, but the car model didn't come out until 1985, and I'm just like. Doesn't oh, matter. <laughs> like who the fuck cares? Yeah, no one. <laughs> You're just flexing your like fact. Like I mean, that is just it. You're just flexing. Who cares? Oh, oh Good for you that yeah. you knew that the model didn't come out <laughs> until a year later. Who cares? Move on. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we know now that, you know, dinosaurs and humans didn't really exist at the same yeah. time. That doesn't mean that a movie about that is a bad film, you know, because mm -hmm. I think both one million, year, 1 million BC and 1 million years BC are both pretty darn entertaining adventure films. And that's yes. all I want from them. That's all I demand. And that's yes. what I get. <laughs> I mean, I love it when dinosaurs and humans meet. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's the greatest. It's so I, I love it. I love it. But I also really enjoy watching videos on YouTube about Neanderthals' uh, relationships. That's also something oh, yes, I really enjoy. Um, and, and, and the sort of second thing that I was going to spin off from, from your video recommendation there is that our... our, our image of the past changes all the time um, mm. because we make new discoveries all the time and we have new theories that turns up all the time so this idea of Neanderthals taking care of their sick and old people you know that's I don't know exactly how long that idea has been around but I imagine you know 
it, it, it hasn't been around for as long as the study of Neanderthals has been around, probably not. Mm. So in 1940, it might have not have been an accepted idea. Um, so, you know, it's... Yeah, it's and they're not fine. even Neanderthals. <laughs> no, <they're> just <laughs> true. Regular. True. true. <laughs> regular um, old humans. <laughs> and, and the point in the film is more to sort of hone in on the differences, the different politics of these two tribes, yeah. pretty much. You know, one yeah. has healthcare and the other doesn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one has, like, commonly available healthcare and the other doesn't. So, yeah. Read into that loved you like. If the professor in the end said, so, so vote carefully, if that would have been the professor's <laughs> last words. <laughs> <laughs> but the Americans didn't <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so um, talking about uh, dinosaurs and humans uh, li- living together uh, in not so much harmony but living together I, wish, I just wanted to sort of um throw it out here that we're actually going to watch The Lost World from 1925 Yeah, in the coming months. I don't know exactly when it'll be, but probably late... No, probably a May, right? I think May. Maybe, so, yeah. I don't remember exactly. So, but... Yeah, man, so, so if someone is listening and would like to check that out already because they can't get enough of uh, <laughs> dinosaur and humans living together and also can't get enough of uh, maybe watching something before listening to this episode. Uh, you can go watch that immediately. It's on YouTube and it's in good quality. So, yeah. you know, just sort of wanted to mention that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to to that one. It's um, I have I have started to watch that movie a couple of times. Maybe watch like 15 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to have a reason to sort of sit through it. Because I am bad at watching silent movies. Mm -hmm. I do believe that it's sort of... I'm I'm not intermediate. I'm very novice. (laughs) Very novice at watching silent (laughs) movies. So uh, I enjoy being sort of um, pushed uh, in that direction. Sort of challenging myself. So I look forward to that. If if you uh, start a Letterboxd account and follow me, <laughs> you will see that I have seen a lot of silent films. Uh, oh, no, so yeah. I can you're educate you. <laughs> yeah, you're you're even an expert, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, if if I find a really cool one, I will send it your way. I did send yes. one uh, a while back that was called "The Cameraman's Revenge." Which was yes. stop motion oh, dead insects. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Could we please share that on Facebook for uh, sure, other people sure. to watch? Because I, that was so entertaining. Uh, we honestly should have like a little segment talking about that in maybe a coming episode or something. Because that was cute and and funny and... <laughs> Weird at the same time. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I saw it and I was just like, I know Ebba doesn't really watch silent films, but I have to send it away because it's so weird. Yeah, but it's when it when it's the right one, I will I will be hooked. Yeah, and it's it, hooked from frame that, one on, in this one. Actually. And that that one was really short as well. So yes, know. yes, That's it good. wasn't a three hour epic. Uh, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is there anything else you've been thinking about when it comes to the special effects or acting or characters when it comes to that? Or do you want to move on to our um, round of Well, I will say, I, I think I made a note of this when I was watching the film that mm. the acting is fine I, for what it is but I I, I kind of feel like with a premise like this it's really hard to not make it at least a little bit awkward um, yeah. when they are playing you know cavemen and everything and they don't yes. they don't talk English they just make sort of weird sounds you know me Tarzan you Jane yeah. kind of thing or me Jane yes yeah <laughs> Yes, I so agree with you. And when you started talking, that was like, that was why I was doing that <gasps> because I yeah. I just saw a note that I done, uh, which is why do actors always shout their fake language lines in these movies? <laughs> they always shout them the fake language, and when it's like oh, habukatapi, so I I can't even make up a, f- a good fake language here. But you know, like they just mm-hmm. shout them, yeah, and they make these really enormous hand movements and I get that you have to sort of do it for the audience but it still it registers as phony in my eyes I would have liked to have a little bit more of a a fine a finer I don't know how what to call it but like something that isn't so over the top because then they just seem brass and, and and harsh and kind of stupid as well, which I don't think I'm supposed to think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Stop shouting, actors. <laughs> Maybe they don't do that nowadays. But please stop. You don't need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I don't blame those problems on the actors. I think that's uh, no, that's you know, the directing. Yeah, most likely, definitely. And also maybe slightly the time period, at least in the case of mm-hmm. this one, because yes, we have left the silent era behind at this point. We left that behind in, like, 1930. Um, but I f- still think that some of that standards from the silent era lives on, yeah. even in 1940. And acting mm. in the silent era was very different. It, you had to do a lot with your, your body language. Yeah. Because your dialogue wasn't audible. So, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you acted with your body. And I think, in some parts, it's it's, it's still living on. Uh, mm. in, in uh, the era where this movie was made so yeah and sometimes I also feel like depending on the movie because the cinematography can be so different from movie to movie so when it's like this it's, there is sort of like a flatness almost to how the scene is done mm-hmm. like it's like here's camera here are the actors go it's sort of like that you're not telling too much things with like shadows and other things mm. it's very here's the scene Maybe that sort of makes you overdo things as well. Because you have to do a little bit more work than if the camera would sort of shift around a bit more and maybe use lighting and angles and things like that in a more artistic way than just here, fight, please. Yeah. Here, talk. You know what I mean? Like you're not telling a story with the camera the way uh, more competent and ambitious filmmaking might. So yeah. Yeah. The the camera is rather static in this yeah. film. Um, yeah. I have seen worse example of this uh, because this sure. one this one <laughs> is fine uh, in that regard. But as you're saying, you know, if you have that kind of static camera, more pressure is put on the actors of actually mm. creating the the action or the drama in the scene. Um, mm. 
Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing if you have good actors. Yeah. And I do think that the actors in this film are very competent at what they're doing. Absolutely. But it, it is... It feels a little bit old-fashioned. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, us, us watching this in 2020, we're sort of sitting there like, come on, you know, move the camera a little bit. It'll make things <laughs> yes. better. Come on. You know. <laughs> Such high demands. Yeah. Move the camera. And I mean, I'm, I'm someone who really complains about shaky cams in modern films. Mm. I hate shaky cams. Mm. But sometimes, sometimes you need a little bit of shaky cam to really create that. That's... Yeah, motion that yeah. dynamic in the image um yeah and maybe maybe just trying a different angle as well mm-hmm. one that just isn't like but well i think uh with that said we are ready to move on to our next segments uh what do you think about time to move on yeah absolutely yeah. let's move on from the dinosaurs and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have uh, some some usual segments that we have in the in our podcast episodes, and it mm. varies sometimes which ones we pick. And I think mm. that this time we can uh, choose the one that we call replace an actor to improve the movie, where the premise is you're in a time machine and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie. Who would you bring, Eva? <clears throat> well, it is 1940, and. In 1940, there is no one uh, hotter than Cary Grant. Mm. <laughs> so I want him in everything that's from the 40s. So I will uh, bring him to play Tumak. Mm. I think the age should be appropriate. He might be a little bit too old. I'm not sure. Uh, but nevertheless, he will be an absolute eye candy. And he will also just act great in it. <laughs> so... Um, same year, putting him in the same year that he's from into into the same year. If that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not I'm not bringing a future actor here. I'm bringing a contemporary actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're using the time machine as a teleporter rather than a time. Machine. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. more more so more so. Yeah, <laughs> he will be very very confused when he ends up at the set when he's. He was at a pool recently and I was smoking a cigar and the other second he's in a set and there are people in leather outfits and he just don't know what's happened. <laughs> but he'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good choice, I think. Um, even though I do think that uh, the, the guy who's playing Tumac uh, in 1 million BC uh, is a very handsome guy. I mean, Kev oh, Grant is yes. a good choice as well. I'm not going to argue yes. against that. <laughs> Um, I don't really have a good choice for this category. Um, I'm usually very bad at coming up with names for this category. So this is just <laughs> usual. Uh, but I was, you know, we're talking about uh, Raquel Welsh earlier and, you know, yes. her leather bikini. So, I mean, sure, we could bring her into it. Oh, and yeah. I, was, I was also kind of thinking, because we don't really have... Mm. We don't really have that many buff people i mean they're sort of yeah they're a little mm. bit buff but we don't have any of the really big guys or, or gals mm. um so i kind of think that maybe i would like something like that maybe maybe have like arnold schwarzenegger 80s arnold schwarzenegger yes. in the evil tribe yes. uh, and then have like i don't know gwendolyn christie in the good tribe because she's blonde so she'd fit in yes yeah. good good choice Ooh, I want that was very that movie. improvised. I just came up yes, with that. Yes, but it works. 
Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I will watch that. Yeah. You know, maybe it's time for, well, we can't bring 80s. 80s uh, Arnold to 2020 here, but uh, you know, maybe I'd even, I'm I'm skipping ahead now. I feel like because we usually have one where we say like, should this be remade in 2020? Mm-hmm. And I think this has been remade more than once. Um, I mean, certainly more than than the 1960s. I think so, at least. Sounds sounds uh, reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I'd I'd be down for a remake actually. You know, changing things up a bit, but that's also what the 60s version did. Yeah. But I feel like it could be a fun movie to to watch a remake of. Uh, With the caveat that they don't absolutely barf CGI all over the thing (laughs) and make it too epic. Because sometimes scaling it down is epic. But I feel like we're not really in that era (laughs) yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) where we come to realize that. Um. I feel like we're in a candy store right now and we're just eight eight year old kids and we want to eat all the candy at the same time and then throw up. (laughs) Uh, I feel like that's where we're at right now with CGI because we could do anything. So we must do anything Mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah, but I kind of, you know, as as you were saying, don't barf CGI over the whole thing. I think, uh, you know, what Star Wars has done has been working out really well where they have both practical effects and CGI um, very well leveled. Good balance. yeah. Yeah, good balance. I will say what wasn't a good balance, well, what I'm assuming isn't going to be a good balance. Uh, I was in the cinema uh, last week and uh, what did I see? I can't even remember. It might have been Star Wars, actually. But there was a trailer for a movie about a dog. I can't remember the name, unfortunately. But it stars Harrison Ford and it's coming out in a while. Okay. And it looked like a really soppy, but in a good way, um, (laughs) drama adventure movie with a man and his dog being great pals. Um, You will cry during it. Uh But the dog was CGI, which could be fine if that's the only thing but there were a couple of scenes where i thought uh that harrison ford who's in his 70s would die if that was the actual (laughs) reality and that was happening and unfortunately it did look like a lot of cgi barf was happening on the screen Mm. uh, where they should have really toned it down because nature in itself is kind of (laughs) scary when you don't have gps Mm. because it's set in the olden times so Ah. Uh, you know, that's something that I I kind of interested in watching, but I'm pretty sure I will think that it's way too over CGI'd. But uh, mm. that was just a bit of an yeah, a yeah. side tangent here. Yeah. Tot- <laughs> totally fine. Go go on as many side tangents as you like. <laughs> well, is that a challenge? <laughs> Watch out for next episode. <laughs> we'll just call it tangents. <laughs> Where Ebba talks about YouTube videos <laughs> and Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, I would like to know why you think that this should win a Gordon. And our Gordon is our version of the Oscars. And it is, like we always say, equally valid mm-hmm. as the Oscars. Maybe sometimes more valid than the Oscars. <laughs> sometimes maybe always more valid than the Oscars. <laughs> Am I dissing the Oscars? Are you dissing the Oscars? Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so uh, handing out a Gordon to this movie. Well, 
this movie is is a rather pretty movie, and it it does have that mm. sort of Hollywood shine to it that a lot of uh, 40s movies had, uh, which I do find very charming. But I will have to give a Gordon out to the hairstylists of this film. Um, not because they're necessarily historically accurate hairstyles, but they were really pretty hairstyles. And like both <laughs> Luana's and Tumak's hair, they look so pretty. And I just want to run my fingers through the hair and just, mm, yeah, yeah. Cozy up yeah. in front of the, the fire and just... Plot twist. <laughs> you won't you won't be able to go, go with your thring- fingers through that hair because there's just a bunch of crunchy ass oh, hairspray. But yeah. I do like the image. Yeah. I do like the image of uh, of a fireplace. Don't and, destroy yeah. my my dreams here. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, kind of a brilliant Gordon actually to give out because it is spot on. They do. Everyone looks really pretty um, f- for like for the. Uh, for what the movie is sort of like mm-hmm. with these prehistoric people. I, I agree. It, it, it's a good Gordon to give out. And I'm not um, also thinking yeah. about that other 40s movie that we watched for the show that didn't have that great um, <gasps> hair. Don't talk about it. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Oh my God. That goddamn wig. It, it's It's a crime. It's a crime. <laughs> It's going to be a running joke on this podcast. It's just that wig. That wig is the most horrible, <laughs> horrible wig ever on on the prettiest girl ever. I mean, mm. honestly, if that doesn't sound like a crime to you, uh, I don't want to be in the same room. I was just thinking, like, how, how long? Uh, like, what's, what's the... Uh, you know, there's usually, like, a date when you can't sort of convict someone of a certain crime. <laughs> It's called something. I just can't yeah. remember it. I'm gonna look up if 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 uh, it's possible to prosecute the maker of that wig for <laughs> crime against humanity. Uh, we'll return with info when I when I've looked it up. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, um, heaven can wait. Should have hired the hairstylist from uh, One Million BC. You're just saying. Mm-hmm. True. True. So unfortunately, I'm not giving out a Gordon. I am being a cheapskate and keeping them all to myself. So I would instead ask you if you have a double feature to recommend. Something that would go with the movie. For mm-hmm. a awesome movie <clears throat> yeah, this is an interesting one. So, I mean, we've already talked about the remake. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, the remake is more famous than the original, I feel like. Um, mm. Partly because of Raquel Welch. Um, but they are based on what I remember, which granted is only vague memories of the sixties version, but they are different enough that I think uh, they could be enjoyable as a double feature. Um, but I might also recommend something that we have watched for the podcast earlier, which is Quest for Fire. Um, yes. That, that, that was a movie that popped up several times as I was watching mm. this and just thinking about the different approaches oh, to yeah. making this kind of historical prehistorical epic uh, which are very different you know like mm. i said one million bc has that sort of hollywood shine to it which means that you know the dirty caimen aren't really dirty caimen because you know no. they're clean and have nice hair yes, um, and they are while... <laughs> <deodorant>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> While in a movie like Quest for Fire, it's very dirty and you, you mm. see that they're dirty and you believe that they're dirty and it feels right that they're dirty. So mm-hmm. um, I think those two would go together well because of similarities, but also because of their dissimilarities, I feel like. Yeah, good pick, good pick. Like you say, it's very interesting to see the differences and they are major differences, actually. So um, good movies in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm going in a completely different, not so serious direction (laughs) (laughs) and recommending... Uh, Land of the Lost, starring Will Ferrell. Ah, yes, yes that, that version. One. Yeah, <laughs> probably the least best version ever. <laughs> <laughs> but goddamn it, uh, I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it is the lowest, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember her name, but I know that the the um, the starring leading lady in that one is so pretty and funny. Mm. And it has one of the most funny scenes in my mind ever when they find a really weird... Well, no, I'm not going to spoil it, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I want you to experience... If you haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen that scene, I want you to experience it. And when you have, you will come back um, to this. Um, no, you can't come back to me. Send me a, a dove with a letter <laughs> attached to the leg uh, regarding that scene. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I have seen that movie um, once. Oh, you'd hate it, probably. <laughs> uh, I, think I, I think I saw it on television a couple of years ago. It is, um, like I said, it, it's rather lowbrow humor. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I, I kind of liked it, too. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like it for the same reasons that I like the movie Pixels, which I know a lot of people hate. Oh, but I'm no, just I like, haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pixels, Pixels is really stupid um mm. but i kind of like it anyway <laughs> it's just... but there is <sighs> a spot in the brain that just likes those sort of things sometimes yeah, I, I have i have a line that is drawn and sometimes when some movies go past that i don't think it's funny but land of the lost goes up again you know goes before that line is drawn mm. so it's mm. fine <laughs> yeah i remember a scene from land of, of the lost where i think he gets pooped out of like a rhino <laughs> i don't remember that but it's uh, i it might be like I, I might should be, be yeah i might be mixing this up with another film but i, <laughs> I think that happens <laughs> it sounds like the uh the brothers grim i believe uh by uh sasha baron cohen Ah, I haven't seen that I one. think, that, or maybe that they're being pooped out of an <laughs> elephant. I don't know. That's also extremely lowbrow, but I fucking laugh continuously. <laughs> it's so, it's so not right. And yet I laugh my ass off. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that was, uh, that was uh, 1 million BC. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's on YouTube, so uh, it's yeah. available. And um, mm-hmm. I do think both of us really liked it, uh, or yeah. at least thought it was, uh, you know, entertaining for, for Absolutely. the kind of movie that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, well, so um, 
you know, listener, if you have seen it, we want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, Star Crash Podcast, uh, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. We also have an Instagram account, if that's more your jam. And uh, join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about... Not the wig, but the movie starring <laughs> the girl who wore the wig, namely Jean Tierney in The Ghost and Mrs. Yay. Muir. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.